This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? It's episode 121 of Beers in the Lot. Hey, if you're still looking for a Christmas gift idea for that Beers in the Lot fan in your life, well, we have a suggestion. Head over to beersinthelot.com slash shop, and you'll find a whole bunch of different items of merchandise that any Beers in the Lot fan would be happy to have. It wouldn't be an errant intro or outro without mentioning the Discord, so be sure to check that out too at beersinthelot.com slash Discord. Join in a conversation in our little community that we've got going. So in this one, me and the guys started off talking about NCAA and Canadian Major Junior Hockey and some of the different paths that players take to get to the NHL. Then we talked about Jordan Bennington's latest antics. And then we opined on Andreas Athanasiu's recent statements on Jacob Truba. So let's get to it and crack the beers. Let's crack them. What are you drinking, Aaron? I... Have a Leinenkugel's Toasted Bach. Hmm. I yeah. uh, kind of associate yeah. this name with summer fruity beers, but this is this is all right. This is kind of a uh, colder weather kind of tasting beer. It's it's good. I like it. Nice. Not bad. What you got, John? I got a yellow jacket again. Coors Banquet. <laughs> what are you drinking, Riggs? So... This beer is not from Cleveland, but I did bring it back from Ohio. It is Cincinnati made, or Cincy made, as the can says, from Rheingeist Brewery in Cincinnati. It is called Dad. (laughs) Just Dad. Dad. It is perfect Dad beer. It is a happy holiday ale. A hoppy red ale is what it says. I'm not a red ale person. So I was, um, I, I actually tried it when we got home. I'm not a red ale person, so this isn't my cup of tea, so to speak. But I've opened it. It will be drunk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also confirm, big non-red ale guy. <laughs> yeah. The red ales tend to have like a copper taste. They taste like pennies, to me at least. Why? Why are you looking so, at pennies? Well, I mean, you know, when you're a kid. <laughs> How do you know what? A- <laughs> when you're a kid, right? I feel like if you're in a coal mine for like twelve hours a day, you love the taste of a red ale. But like, I- <laughs> yeah, it's it yeah, it's thanks. not not you know. I mean, it's this is this is a clean brew. Like it, there's nothing like it doesn't taste funky or anything like that. It's just a red ale. So, anyway. I don't. I don't like to have stuff on here that I'm going to say bad things about. So I'm not going to say bad things. <laughs> we essentially just bagged on red ales yeah. for two minutes. <laughs> so what you're saying is it sucks, but you're not going to say that. <laughs> I, well, well. <laughs> it doesn't like. There are beers that suck. This doesn't suck. It's just not my. Not but my you're thing. still yeah. drinking it. Yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. There's. There's there's four more in the fridge, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you put an IPA in my hand, I'm going to drink it. I'm just not going to like it. I'm going right. to drink it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually drink the beers that I don't really like. I usually drink those after I have like two or three. And yeah. then I'm like, all right, I can just down this real quick. And, <laughs> yeah. you know. Whoops. Oh, sorry. Huh? Cap scored. 
Yeah, I forgot <laughs> to turn that off. See, I'm the. <laughs> I'll say this. So I'm the opposite. If I have stuff I got to clean out, I'll have it first because I'm like, just get these out of the way. Let's just let's get rid of these. Yeah, but then you don't get to enjoy the ones you like. But uh, yeah, yeah whatever, I'll enjoy yeah. them after I finish it. I have the whole uh, top right half shelf in my beer fridge is stuff that people have left here that I'm never, ever going to open. Oh, Lord. Hmm. So feel free when you're here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we digress. Danny, what do you have? So from our Flint, from our friends Flint, at Flying from our, Dog, from our yes. friends, friends. Uh, I have a <laughs> nuclear smile. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Hazy double IPA. And I'm being festive. And I got my sweater koozie. Oh, yeah. Ugly Christmas sweater. Nice. Yeah. Sick. (laughs) What's the score in that Caps game, Riggs? Uh, 1 1. 1 1. Is it Ovi? Uh, No, it was Lars Eller. All right. Yeah. Ovi's Ovi's how many away from from Uh, 800 now? Well, it's 801. He needs a break. Yeah. He needs 801. Uh, I don't know. Seven ninety seven ninety four seventy ninety five. I I haven't I didn't look today. Come around. I, I wait until the Washington Capitals uh do the social media blast when he does score. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to he gets to eight oh two, then it's really like he's ninety two well ninety two away from tying Gretz. Yeah. There's three things happening, right? If he if he gets to eight hundred He'll be only the third player ever to score 800 right. goals, which on its own, okay. Yeah. Then 801 is tying Gordy Howe. 802 is passing Gordy Howe, take over the number two all time spot. And then obviously the Gretzky record. So there's a lot of things there to watch, and I guess. He just recently broke the Gretzky record for road goals. Yeah. Which that, that's another one that people thought would never ever get broken. And it, I think that number was like 403 or something like that. I don't, it was like in the lower 400s. So, you know, that's a lot of goals. A A little bit. (laughs) And that means that he scored more goals on the road than at home, huh? Uh, If he's had over 400 road goals, then maybe he can't have had 400 home goals. Not by much. Well, yeah, not by much, but it means it's pretty comparing, even. Yeah, comparing Gretzky, even. Gretzky had nearly a hundred more home goals than away goals. Right. Ah, was just something. I it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. You know. Yeah, you'd you'd pretty much have to be in the running for Gretzky's overall record to break that uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> away goal record. <laughs> Four hundred on the road. Like <laughs> a lot of people don't score one hundred. <laughs> right. What do you mean Total. goals? How about how about time in the league? Yeah, that's what, what I mean. mean. Making the league. <laughs> <laughs> and they put they put a stat up for like draft picks, like out of the first round. So now it's 32 picks in the first round. Out of a singular draft, only 16 of those players will play a hundred games, and only like eight of those 16 will make it to 200. Hmm. So you're at 50% on the first round alone for them being an NHL player. That's what they use as the metric. 200 NHL. 
or 100 NHL games, and then they say career NHL or 200. In the second round, I think it goes from like 50% in round one, it goes down to like 32, and then like three, Jeez. four, five have like a collective percentage of like 19%. Yeah. Wow. And it's like so, like, that's why like Patrick Hornquist is like such a anomaly because he's like last guy in the league or last, last guy, guy from his draft, entry right? draft selected, carved out a very good NHL career. A lot of, a lot of people that get picked in that slot, they don't even, you know, never go to some name. rookie development camps and some ECHL and AHL camps. And that's about it, let alone play an NHL game or, you know, Stanley Cup. And, all the other shit. Yeah. Pretty crazy. That's interesting though, that a hundred games is considered an NHL player. Yeah. Look at Shane, Wright. He's not an NHL player. (laughs) (laughs) A season and change. Yeah. Yeah. So you figure, you know, your first year coming up, you might not play that many games or even dress that many games or whatever. And then, you know, you get that first full year, you know, however it goes. So, Right. It probably takes most players three seasons to get to that hundred game mark. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. So even like the generational talents, like uh, it was, it was a weird thing to see guys like Sid, Novi and Gino go straight. I mean, you kind of knew that they would. And same thing with, with like McDavid, you knew that they would start yeah. right away. They wouldn't go anywhere lower, but yeah, I mean, they're like the exceptions. I mean, if you are not yeah. a generational <laughs> talent, then you're probably you're probably starting in the A your first season almost. Like, right. Yeah, unless you're in the CHL, unfortunately. Yeah, or you get sent back after you 10 That's games a, or whatever. I, yeah. I right. like to say that is such a garbage contract. The fact that the NHLPA has not gotten any pressure from any of the younger kids in the NHLPA is alarming to me. Well, I think that's why you're seeing a lot more kids take so-called alternative routes in Europe and in college hockey now. Absolutely. Right. And I, I've, I've said it to you guys multiple times that uh, first of all, I love college hockey anyway. I'm wearing a BU shirt tonight. Like, but like, uh, I think that young players should take advantage of the free agency status that they, that they get, um, coming out of college hockey, even if they're drafted, you know, they could stay in through their their draft rights and become free agents at the end of their college careers and sign wherever it makes sense for them, right? Like it. So I don't know. That's that's just me on my college hockey soapbox. <laughs> well, I think too. Like if you look at if you look at some of the kids that come out of NCAA and like subtract like Beniers and Owen power. Cause they're like, kind of like what we're talking about. Like they're very, they're kind of like the cream of the crop. Let's just say that, you know, but I think of a kid like Bordello for San Jose or like even rust. Cause he went to Notre Dame and then Jake Gensel went to, um, I think he went to Omaha. Come up here. Yeah. He went to Omaha. <laughs> like, I was, I was like, I, hold on. but like all those guys spent a little bit of time in the AHL and then they came up. So they were almost like a little overripe, like to, to be ready. Yeah. And also when they, you know, I think that's kind of like an interesting thing. Like you do the NCAA path because it, we're very fortunate, at least for NCAA pro- hockey, at least all the team, all the organizations in the NCAA 
They have a very strong booster backing. So the programs are usually very strong in terms of like the fitness, how they take care of the players, the programs they get set up for the players, not just on the education side, but on the sport development side, you know, like everything's there for them. Now, a lot of the CHL teams, they operate like pro teams and they're, you know, really well-ran organizations because there's a reason Canadian major junior has been around for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good route if you're a, you know, Canadian or even American technically, where you may not be able to get an NCAA offer so you can go play your CHL for four years or until you age out, depending on when you sign your deal and they'll pay for Canadian university college, you know, for four years by doing that, which is great. I don't know how many kids take advantage of that. I'm no, I don't pay as, I wish I could pay more attention to CHL, but it's not readily available in the States anyway, but that contract. So for those who don't know, if you are in the CHL and you're like a Connor Bedard, for example, cause that's going to be a hot button for him. You know, he's a CHL kid. He's going to be in the upcoming draft. If he doesn't make whatever club he's on in the NHL roster, he has to go back and they re-sign that deal. I think for six years. And I don't know, like kind of what I was saying, like, I don't understand the, how CHL can consistently do that. Cause Shane Wright could probably benefit immediately if he was able to just play in Coachella, you know? I mean, he just went down there on a conditioning assignment, did really well, but that was only because of a loophole where if you scratch for five games, he could do it. So Canadian juniors coming up uh, for the world junior tournament. So like, he'll probably go do that. But I mean, really like, it's almost like he kind of, I mean, his Bantam year was nixed due to COVID, unfortunately. And then the CHL was a little slow to start up. If he if he was at an NCAA program, for example, like he could go kind of what like Owen Power did. He got selected. He went back for his last year at Michigan, did really well. And then now look at him. He's eating tons of minutes on a on a really scrappy Buffalo Sabres team. The, so. the problem the problem with the major junior route is it's just so much more restrictive, especially once you're drafted. So once you're yeah. drafted, even like even if you are top end talent, once you get to your eighth or ninth game, you may be getting sent back to you know whatever team, um, you know that you played in the CHL for. So, yeah, I just I don't I, something's got to change there. I did see some like I don't know if it was rumors or just people bitching about it, but there were some media folks that were saying that you know change has got to come and there has to be some sort of agreement between the NHL and Canadian major juniors on transfers and how can we how can we be more flexible in how we move players around um even to the point where it might resemble um you know the like entry level contracts might resemble um um uh american league waivers with the chl so a player could move back and forth but they would have to clear waivers right um so it, it i don't know it's just again i'm i'm a i'm an ncaa fan so i say kids should go play there and take advantage of the flexibility that you get because who knows maybe you don't play hockey well, then there's that, <laughs> and then there's that. Right? And then, yeah, right. Shane that, Wright. Shane Wright has been scratched like eight 
what was it, eight, nine games total where he's just in the press box. Now, yes, he's doing NHL practice, NHL workouts on the day off, all that other nonsense. But like game day, like there's no way you're telling me he was like fine with it after like night. Right. Because because I'm sure he's sitting there going like, I think I could help this team win. Dave Haxtell's position. I mean, Seattle's doing pretty new well this year, but but like I guess he just either there's something in his game that Haxtell doesn't like. And Francis, Ron Francis, GM, obviously agrees with him. Shane Wright also dropped in the draft because because he's a punk bitch. Right. That's why. So there's <laughs> there may there might be like he could just, have an attitude. You yeah. Know, forget forget all the you know whatever legalities and and all the other stuff in the contracts and the draft status. Blah 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 blah. Like maybe just the individual. Like maybe. Maybe they just he's don't, sandpaper. They, yeah. They don't want him there. And they're just holding on to him as an asset that they could use later in some deal, you know? <laughs> well, and I'm sure it irks him that we got, you know, American superstar Maddie Beneers just tearing it up. <laughs> 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 Love Maddie Beneers. Another college hockey product. Exactly. Part of that <laughs> Michigan trio or the Michigan mafia that essentially is like taking over the NHL very slowly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> Fantilli he's going to the Canadian World Junior he'll come out he'll do pretty damn well I'm sure yeah yeah all, that kid is kids. great yeah yeah it's too bad he's Canadian I know it's unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> yeah something came up on my phone it said McKinnon got hurt yeah yeah Did y'all hear about this yeah I was watching that game he went out yeah no yeah so that's I mean that sucks you don't want to hear anybody get hurt, but especially not him because I like Some watching I him. Mind. Yeah, an exciting guy to watch. You you want to but, see him on the ice, but also for Colorado because they've had some other key guys out. So with right. Lando and and others, but yeah, they'll be fine though. They just need to get in the dance. I I think they're that team. They could turn into that Tampa esque team where they just need to get in. Yeah, that's I I think that's they're kind of teams. Eh, I don't think it's St. Louis. St. Louis. I'm not with Bennington. St. Louis is dookie. Yeah. <laughs> Bitchington. Yeah. Bitchington. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> I was, I was, I was on our, on our like private chat, like, and Danny was chiming in. Danny, how do you feel about the whole Jordan Bitchington? Oh, God. <laughs> that guy is such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> he's a hothead he, he just, just complains he about everything con- under control first like, of all i feel like as man. we age as adults the more you throw that term around loser it's so much more funny <laughs> than it was when you're a little kid yeah, right? <laughs> like you're like you're just a loser <laughs> like, but it's even it's even bad it's even like bad when, yeah craig baruby <laughs> craig baruby came out yes. after the game and they asked him he just goes he's like he just needs to stop the puck like why are we worrying about this other stuff um well Okay, here's here's my and I already told you guys and it's not an original thought. It really isn't because many <laughs> other people have said it. But the goalies can't be considered untouchable or protected and then he is out there like taking shots at Jordan Stahl behind the net and throwing his arm or his elbow out at Zucker, right? Who's who he yeah. had with Pittsburgh the other night, and which it's just mm-hmm. what got him the penalty or whatever. 
goalies in general can't be doing this stuff if whenever somebody breezes by the blue paint and the puck happens to go in, you know, we're reviewing the goals and saying, oh, is this goalie interference or not? And a lot of cases we're saying, yeah, it was interference. Like, you know, he touched his jersey or whatever it was. Like, that's an extreme hypothetical, but, you know, you're already getting preferential treatment in certain areas of the ice, and then you're going out there and, quite frankly, taking advantage of players as they're trying to make plays on the puck around the net, you know, and... Habitual so, line stepper. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I do stepper. think the one thing that's awesome about that Jordan Bennington <laughs> thing is consistent, like the last two games he's played, Pittsburgh and then Carolina, each time there was instant karma for those mm-hmm. scenarios. He thought he'd be clever. Oh, I'm going to get Jordan Stahl. Jordan Stahl has like 40 pounds on him. Yes. Like he's a big boy. And he just, yes. he didn't even like really lean into him. He just skated through him and Jordan Bennington fellow like folded like a cheap lawn chair and then he he does that you know throws his glove out to hit zucker gets a penalty zucker scores on the ensuing power play then yanks him and he skates by the bench taunting and it like part of me wanted like anyone on that bench just like just do a slap shot you know just go just come off the bench you know Killer Carlson, just go after him and just, <laughs> just freaking feed him. And I guarantee, like, you would see very quickly, I guarantee a lot of the St. Louis Blue guys, they may not jump in right away because they're probably like, God, I hope he just breaks his jaw. Like, something, please. <laughs> like, where's Brent Johnson when you need him to, like, deliver some yes, justice? Yes. Oh, where's Brent Johnson <laughs> to deliver to, like, some justice? Just, like, crap. <laughs> but it's like, but he did it last year, I remember, with James Reimer. Yep. Like he was like egging him on and they were losing. And I, I pulled up the stats. Like I sent it to you guys. Like since that cup year, he has consistently fallen in save percentage and saves consistently. There's, there's nothing that supports like this. He's got too much in the way of his game. He's got too much crap. In this, this idea that he's got to be this persona or something. I don't know. It, something is making him decide that, being an asshole is more important than stopping the puck because that's essentially what he's doing. Well, that cup year, he was, a, that was a rookie year, right? That was his, yeah, rookie that year. was his rookie year. Yeah. So maybe like, you know, as a rookie, his full personality, like, wasn't coming out yet. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Correct. You know, it's he was kind tempering of, it. Yeah. Right. And so, uh-huh. and so, then, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that was TJ Broshi. So, uh, oh, a great American hockey player. Oh, he's yeah. back, huh? Yeah. Who sells who sells two hundred dollar uh, cut right, proof? Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, so now a few years later, right? It's only it's only three years removed, right? Like they won right. that cup in twenty nineteen. Yep. So now, like his the full Jordan Bennington's there, and maybe that's the way he always was. Right. You know. Right. He's just a chode. Yeah. He's just an asshole in disguise. And, yeah. And maybe exactly. he needs to, yeah. maybe he needs to follow coach's advice and just stop the fucking puck. <laughs> I mean, like John, you're saying it, with his stats declining since that year, you don't, you don't get to do that, that personality stuff unless you're Patrick Waugh, unless you're, you know, stopping the puck. 
as well as <laughs> it's not right. just and it's not just that right. too. like yeah. think about right. it think about it they st louis too like they invested money in this guy and then in the offseason they traded uh, potentially another blue chip goaltender Vili huso who's looked pretty damn good so far and so now it almost makes me think like are they sitting there scratching their heads a little bit with another year where and yes the team didn't start well i get that but like Sometimes if you're a number one goaltender and he is clearly not a one, a one B he is one. And then they have a two, like some teams roll, you know, two, like it is what it is, but like they need him to be the number one goaltender to bail them out. And not only has he not played well, like he's looked like shit. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure part of it's like a mental thing. Maybe there's some other things going on. I don't know, but like I, I'm saying with Riggs, like if we had a goalie in our league that did stuff like that, it would not be long until somebody like goes like, dude, you do that one more time. Like we're shooting pucks at your neck. Like, like, I, I don't know. Or get in his head mentally. I don't know. One yeah, or two, like I'm sure something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. Would happen. Happen. yeah. 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 So <laughs> the more you, the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. <laughs> Especially if you've previously fucked around and found out and people have figured out <laughs> how to continue to make you find out over and over again. That's right. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> and you you can't fig you can't figure out the simple strategy that's being employed against you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're still mad after the game when said person who has employed the strategy against you comes and says, Look, I was trying to get you to react. And yeah. you still react after that. Like, yeah. This is getting suspiciously yeah. specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's odd. But also, but think about it from like Biddington. I was kind of like chuckling to myself when I saw him skate by the Penguins bench. Like, what do you think he was saying? Like, bet you can't score another six against me, motherfuckers. Like, what was he yeah. saying? Like, what? Sorry, I dropped an MF or that was hey, pretty hard. But skate yeah. behind <laughs> skate behind my net again. Yeah, exactly. Like and Zucker's on the bench, like okay, sure. I mean, you're yeah, not he just be did there. like a shrug. He just did the Jordan shrug. <laughs> yeah, the Jordan shrug. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Just like he was probably saying, "What do you want me to do? Like, what what am I supposed to do? Not score? Like, I, right. who knows what was said there? But it probably the implication that I saw out of Zucker there was like, I'm still gonna be on the ice in a minute or so. You're not." Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard yeah. from that shrug that I looked right. at. Yeah. Enjoy your shower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Enjoy Grab your towel. Your ball and, cap. Enjoy your towel and hot tea. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Brees Goloff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he needs a talking to from Brees Goloff. Why you have to be mad? Yeah, why you have to <laughs> be mad? <laughs> <laughs> Easy breezy. Aaron, we're going to play a game. You ready? What are we going to play? I'm going to read a quote from an NHL player. I want you to guess. Yeah. I want (laughs) you to guess who it's about. You ready? All right. I'm ready. The guy is known for hitting high and not really worrying about the puck out there and almost trying to hurt people. That's his game. That's what he does. He's an $8 million man with zero goals. So he has to figure out how to do something when making that much if he can't help the team. I guess you try to hurt guys on the other team. That was a article in the, I believe Chicago tribune written by Ben Pope. Oh, and I'm supposed to guess who said this. 
who said this. Hmm. Isn't that Athanasiu? That's that, right. Yeah? Yes. From De- Detroit, right? No, Chicago, sir. Hmm. Oh, Chicago. He, he was in Detroit. Detroit in a while, was yeah. when did he, he got traded? Uh, I got traded like two years ago at deadline years, right? from okay. Detroit to LA, then in the offseason he shy town. Um, I just gotcha. returned from my travels to get a beer. Are you talking about that fucking piece of shit, Truba? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Yes. Hi, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were. Do you get a monster energy drink while you were out there, too? You seem angry as hell. <laughs> I hate that guy. Why do you hate him, Daniel? He's the dirtiest player in the league. That mirrors the thoughts of one Athanasiu. Seems to be <laughs> what some players think about one Jacob Truba, who is In- interesting, huh? He is the captain of the New York Rangers, is he not? He is. But hmm. I would just like to say that hit was clean. That one was clean, the hit that he got. But he is known yeah. for going high and whatnot. Last year, well, last year, two or three times in the playoffs, like he was clearly caught. This was an trying yeah, last to go year high. was an elbow. Yeah. He was last year's was clearly elbows. There was no elbow this time. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm somewhat conflicted on it a little bit because he does have a history of like trying to go high and maybe, yeah, on that play, like he caught him with his head down a little bit. But like I think a lot of NHL, like, there's no one out there, like, essentially trying to headhunt anymore, right? I think we all can agree on that. There's no players Tru- like that. True, right? <laughs> but I'm saying we're like, talking about. <laughs> we are talking about that, but I'm saying like we don't we don't see that anymore in the league. So do you think that's no, more like you should something... not see that anymore in the league? Well, I'm not talking about all the time. Headhunting. I'm not talking about like Scott Stevens who always had in people's head. But you I'm might like... see it once every once in a while, like, but not as much as as Truba. I feel yeah. like his name is always coming up. Yeah, the physicality in the game's definitely like it's going down in some in I would say. Right? You can all agree? Mm. A little bit. Maybe. You still get some big hits, but yeah, I maybe I think there's I a lot less big hits. The violence. The bigger hits aren't as big. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Definitely. Like you don't see people getting murdered like they used to. I mean, you see people getting hit. And getting hit hard, yeah. but you don't see people. You don't see people getting Cronwalled every single game. Well, Darlene like, smoked some guy this. But Cronwald never. Cronwald didn't hit people like Truba does. No, and right. I'm not trying to right. insinuate that he did. I was just saying that Cronwall threw some big fucking hits. Right, but, but he Cron- was always Ball. smart. He would time clean, it. clean, yeah. clean. He was like, yeah. like people were getting up from that and playing the rest of the game. Right, of course, right, yes, absolutely. So. I'm not trying to say that that Cronwall and Truba are the same or anything of that nature. I'm just saying that used to be you'd see guys like Cronwall who had a place in the league. Right. Not not. I mean, he was he was a skilled player with yeah. He was away from the puck, of course, but he would lay people out cleanly, and there aren't many guys who do it that way anymore. I should say, Mm. I I guess, is the way what I'm trying to say. So. You'd see you'd see Cronwall type hits much more often the further back you go from today. That's right. what I was really saying. So it, yes, clean hits from Cronwall, not the same as Truba. Truba's Truba's hurting people. Yeah, that's there's no place in any era of hockey for that. Really, well, 
arguably go far enough back with my feet, but yeah, there's been some pretty <laughs> heinous instances, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> literally Hyenas. every decade, literally every decade has one, unfortunately. Yeah, true. <laughs> but I like what Athanasius said about you know the guy. Guy has zero goals. He's <laughs> supposed to be a top pair defenseman in the league. It's making eight million, right? <laughs> and all he does is hit people and Hurt cause people. controversy. Yep. yep. <laughs> On a team that could really use a top pair defenseman right now. Yeah. Well, okay. So the Rangers, right? Were they ahead of schedule last year? Yes. I actually said that 100%. in the locker room last night. hundred percent. I was talking to a Rangers guy and I think you were there Riggs. And I even said point blank. I was like, you know what? Maybe he was found money what they got last year because their goaltender was masking a lot of their inefficiencies. Yes. And now he's playing a little closer to league average, which I don't think is his actual potential, but he's at a heavy workload. So that's part of it. You got to think, think about that too. And also like some of those like high end occurrences, you know, where last year he was number one in expected saves. Um, and then also like high danger save percentage and everything. Right. Right. Some of those numbers start drifting a little back closer to, you know, league average, that's that's games right there. That's not a goal, a game. That's games. Yes. So that's part of it. And I did see something in the New York Post. I forget. Um, Brooksy wrote it, actually. Mm. But it, it was something along the effect, and I forget the player. They were talking about how Gerard Gallant shifts up the line so much. None of the forward group feels like they have a consistent base. Like every oh. two days, they're switching lines or adjusting things. And it's just, I I don't, I get why Galan is like throwing things in a blender and trying to make things work. But I do think with that roster, they're so talented. Like maybe just kind of like try and push through the storm a little, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. And the other, the other scary thing is like at some point, like if you're Chris Drury, like you, he played in the league long enough. He knows what it's like. And he's he's very successful. So like you gotta think, like, as he puts more and more eyes on it, does he think he needs to change something or does he think he needs to just wait it out? That's the other thing that's like kind of maybe him and Galan are on the same page. And then also the other thing with the jewelry angle is like if you have to trade something, what are you gonna trade? Right. Like you have to get rid of rosters players. Right. And there are players on that team i think like let's so panarin breadman sesterkin probably keandre miller all those guys are probably safe let's say okay but if i'm a team i would look at like heedle or capo caco like i think those are good pieces to start adam fox too. throw the hint throw him in the untouchable obviously too but like everybody else is pretty (laughs) yeah i forgot about him like and actually adam fox is having a like a good season he's doing his part it's like the rest of the team's kind of yeah. a little slower. Yeah. But they're Adam skills. Fox's band of flunkies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Adam Fox and his massive beak. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh. Was Gallant Drury's hire? Uh, I don't remember. That's why I'm asking. No, because he was, um, oh, geez, because that was last year. Jeez, I can't remember. No, because he was fired in the offseason when they changed 
him and who's the guy who's now president of the Montreal Canadiens. I can't even remember his name. Dude. He was a GM. <laughs> that's too, that's like too deep. That's three too people deep. back in the front office. Like, <laughs> hold on. This who's is the receptionist. I expect you to know. <laughs> who's yeah, the receptionist? Who's the receptionist? Jeff Gordon. <laughs> Jeff Gordon. Wait, the NASCAR guy? No, Gorton. T O N. Not Gordon. Okay. Not Rainbow Warrior Jeff Gordon. <laughs> not that guy. Raise hell, praise Dale. Who's, uh, who's that? Yeah. Who's that guy's uh, personal assistant? <laughs> do, you, do you not know? <laughs> I can go through. I guarantee you. Like I could probably do a lot of coaches, GMs, and some. I'm not sure every you team can. has. Not every team has a president people, of. People. Hockey ops. Wow. Arizona can't afford to pay one, so that's why they don't have one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it wouldn't be a beers and a lot podcast if we don't bring up Arizona and how much they. I suck, always look. Right? I always look for a, a way. <laughs> I looked at something today, like a team's home and road records are like one, three, and two at home. I'm like, oh, that's where. Why? Why haven't they played any road home games? Oh, they don't have. Oh, one. Right. That's what I said. I literally was like, I was like, oh, they don't have one. I said it to myself and chuckled. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right that'll do it for episode 121 thanks for listening everybody hope you enjoyed this episode but if not check out our back catalog there's 120 other episodes you might like and we'll be back next week with another one on wednesday so check us out then thanks again for listening we'll see you next week <laughs>